Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help. I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can. I'm feeling down. Hey, I'm Tom Martino, your Troubleshooter. And man, do we have a lot to talk about today. If you're tuning in, you're wondering, what is this all about? Because this is the longest running show, not just in Denver, but in the country with the same host currently on the air. Really, the same show, same host currently on the air, longest running, and it's about nothing or it's about everything. That's really what I say. It's about help. So if you need help, information, referrals, you call us. Now, it's not, I used to say consumer stuff, but we've done a lot of stuff on drug addiction. We've done stuff on careers and bosses and you know work environment neighbor versus neighbor we've done stuff in every category imaginable even relationships and of course uh then that gets into divorce and all of that where people need help you know navigating through divorces and and really if you don't know where else to call I like to say, call us. We can, if we can't handle it, we'll tell you and say, call somewhere else. We're live on Facebook and live on YouTube. Of course, our flagship is KHOW, Denver's talk station of local live talk, 630 on the AM dial, KRDO in Colorado Springs we have, and we also have other people around the country and podcasts. So wherever you're listening, remember this, 303 Martino is a number that gets through 24-7, Let's go right to Linda and talk to her, and then we'll talk about some follow-ups. We found out something about this roofing company and the people involved. That'll just shock you, but it it, it won't shock long-time listeners. It's basically free a free-for-all when it comes to civil theft. You know, I said this off the air, I'll say it now. If people knew how easy it was, to get away with civil crime. I mean, that's an oxymoron, civil crime. It's either civil or criminal, but not, not really. We have people under the guise of a civil dispute taking money and just stealing from people. And there are no authorities that will do anything. That, that, that's the sad truth. The sad truth is, if I go to your home and I say, I will do your home improvements, $30,000 down, and you give it to me, and I never come back again, there is a more than not chance that nothing will happen to me, nothing, and I get 30 grand. I, you might think, oh, no, Tom, is this like the nuisance abatement law? It's so wild and outlandish, I can't believe it. You can believe it. Civil authorities, they don't do anything. The district attorney, he won't prosecute. She won't prosecute. You will not get punished except there are rare cases here are the rare cases when you do more than one in one jurisdiction and it's easy to put together you see district attorneys will not go cross jurisdictions to prosecute and they won't coordinate so really you should be distressed about it 
that I can steal money from you and get away with it. Linda, let's talk about your problem. What's happening? Are you there, Linda? I, I am. Uh, What's going on? Yes, is, I am. This sounds pretty serious. Right. What's happening with you, Linda? Well, my it's for, I'm calling on behalf of my son because he can't. He because he's of work, he cannot partake in the show. Uh, what's his first um, name? Carson. Carson. Carston. Carston. Got it. Got it. I got it. Okay. So Carston. Um, what's happening with Carston? Okay. So he rented an apartment starting July first, and a few days after moving in, he noticed he started having breathing issues. He notified his alone. Well, uh, the apartment, it's a basement apartment. Wait, he notified who? Well, let me, I'm, let me tell it more. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. Go there. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, he, uh, after be, being there a couple of weeks, he realized the, um, well, he realized before, but that the, the carpet seemed to have a urine odor. And so over time between people coming over and verifying the, the urine odor and also getting a black light and looking at it with black lights, you can see traces of urine. The previous tenant did have a dog, <clears throat> and the, when when him and his roommates went to look at the house, at the house, the triplex, and they've got the center middle of the triplex. Um, then they the previous tenant had the dog, and um, so he started having breathing issues and respiratory pain. So through the, through the time, say July twenty third is when he notified his landlord that there seems to be an issue, and. Um, the landlord said, well, let's want to get a black light and look at it, which he did. Um, so there, the, it's a, the house was built in 2014. It's a concrete basement. Uh, there, we couldn't find a sump pump. If there's standing water anywhere for mold or something, we can't find it. Um, the other, the two in units might have an issue. I, I don't know, but his issue has been breathing and respiratory pain. When he leaves and goes spend the night elsewhere, I live up in Park County uh, up here or, or with other others. He doesn't have any issues. So timeline-wise, it seems to be related to the apartment and the basement. His other three roommates, whose bedrooms are on the top floor, have no issues. So he's trying to understand what his rights are as a okay. tenant. Okay, all right. Um, Let's talk about it. Has, Go ahead. Hold on. The landlord has agreed to replace the carpet, the pad, and seal the concrete. Oh, good. Um, wow. Okay, so there's good. Wow. There's been no action. Uh, mm-hmm. That was probably the, um, on... In mid, mid, let's just say, just say mid, um, mid-August is the landlord and Carson went and walked the basement, and they re-looked at the urine, what must be urine, appears to be urine stains, and that's when he agreed verbally to replace okay, verbal, uh, okay. the carpet pattern. All right. Okay. So, but nothing has happened as of yet. All right. Here's, that's a and, good summation. Linda, let me give okay. you the, I like to tell people what I tell you uh, as accurate information is to be taken as information, not how I feel. Because, uh, you know, I feel a certain way and certain things should be done, and so do you. But there are certain things that will never be done, um, or, or we, hope, uh, we hope that's not true. But here's the bottom line. The, your, your son and his roommates, uh, does he have roommates, right? Yes, three. Okay. They are responsible for that place from the time they move in onward. Now, I understand that it was there, and let's say for argument's sake, absolutely positively was there when they moved in. Because they didn't find it on a pre-inspection or anything, you have to go by what the landlord is willing to do. Because the only option you have, okay, is if this place 
is unsafe if you can show through air tests and it would be on your dime or his dime to show it's unsafe. If it's unsafe or intolerable, then they would have to contact the health department and most likely the health department would basically red tag it. They would condemn it. So you're you're he would have to move anyway. And then the landlord would attempt to rent it out again without fixing it. If they're like most landlords or the landlord would comply and try to make it better. But usually it's the subsequent tenants who benefit from a complaint like that with the health department. However, the health department very seldom will get involved or the building department, I should say, if it's unsafe, unless it's truly egregious in a case of a carpet with urine where it's hard to breathe, you will probably get no one anywhere officially to do anything because they just won't see the urgency. If your son is being bothered by this and the landlord is willing to help, they should work with the landlord. If the landlord is not willing to help, then uh, your son may want to just hire someone to clean the carpet. And if that won't work, he's going to have what's called a constructive eviction. He will have to say, I can not live here. It's impossible. I am going to leave. And then he's going to have the fight to get his deposit back. And for the landlord, if the landlord wants to pursue or sue him. Now, the landlord could choose to seal the floor and replace the carpet. That would be wonderful. If so, you're not going to have a big fight. If not, maybe the landlord would let him out of the lease without penalty. And then your son can go elsewhere and not have something on his record. There is no cut and dry answer. You asked about his rights. Okay, under current situations, I'm speaking about rights as experience, not as law. Under the current situation that we've had, we've had dozens of problems like this. Somebody moves in, finds a problem, it's not fixed. They really have no rights Unless it is so egregious, as I said, like absolutely no plumbing or sewer or absolutely no electricity, no heat, no or no, you know, no way to ever live there. But it has to be so egregious that that people would say, oh, my God, I can't believe you're living here. You have one of those problems that just don't have a cut and dry answer. He should try to work with the landlord. Carpet doctor, worst scenario, buck 19, you'll clean the whole place. Now, Top do you think, bottom. but do you think when you have a concrete floor that's unsealed underneath and you have urine year after year, month after month, do you think he could get that out? I don't know. I mean, I think the floor does have to be sealed, but... Linda, it's like like Mark said, if it's for 119, it's it might be worth a try or ask him if he thinks he can get it done. I, I suspect the entire uh, underneath is is just saturated along with the carpet and the concrete floor. That's what I suspect. What do you think? Yeah, the, the, car- the carpets were clean one time. I forgot to tell you. And then it was after that that they did the walkthrough. Well, they did the walkthrough. That's yeah, and then what happened is it wicked up through the concrete floor right. again. It'll just keep coming back. So Agreed. he has to find a way to get this landlord to work with him. Will his roommates move out if he moves out? Doubtful. Then he's going to have even more of a problem because that, yes. well, hold on. Are they all on the lease? Yes. 
Okay, hold on then. That, that, that's, that brings up another point. We have more. Right after this, I'll address this. Plus, there are lines open at 303-713-TALK. Sometimes you can't get through. There's so many people. Sometimes you can. This is a time you can at 303-713-8255. I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Do you know that there are characteristics of brands that make them Republican and Democrat? There are certain brands favored by Republicans and certain brands favored by Democrats. In fact, like what? In fact, there are brands that have such a negative Uh, connotation for Republicans, they won't touch them, or such a negative connotation for Democrats, they won't touch them. I'll give you the the number one example. On a survey done, uh, the number one example is Trump hotels. Trump hotels, seriously, Democrats, strong people who identify themselves as strong Democrats or progressives will, would not stay at a Trump hotel under any circumstance whatsoever. Now that's the that's that's a very very obvious and unique answer. What do you think as far as Democrats they watch for news? The number one choice. CNN. Absolutely, CNN. And what would you say the number one choice of Republicans or conservatives? Well, Fox News, but when you say MSNBC for the Dems, or do you think it is CNN, Tom? I'm just saying from the survey. Oh, okay. From the survey, it's CNN by a long shot. And it's it's the most polarizing. Um, The top three polarizing brands, meaning they have more people who will absolutely not use them than anyone else, and that is Trump Hotels, then CNN, then Fox News, according to this, this poll that you can look up. I mean, it's, it is a, um, it's a study done by uh, the, the Morning Consult. Um, we're, well, actually, no, that's their illustration. Uh, I'll find out who did it, but hang on. Uh, we have lines open, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. We're talking to Linda about her son, and I have some ideas. Now, uh, or Lydia, uh, Linda, yeah, there are two Lindas. Now, the other Linda, I just want to say one thing to you. Linda, this is about Elkar Fence, is that right? Yes. You're going to want to hear what we found out about them, so hang on a sec. Now, Lin- Lydia, no, not Lydia, Linda with a Y. Linda, okay, so your son is on a lease, and these leases are usually written. I want to know how this is written. They're usually written where each individual is responsible for the whole thing. However, there are some people in student areas where they allow them to segment the lease. Is this lease segmented, or is it one for everything? I don't know. I've actually got a copy of the lease, but it'll take me a few minutes to find it. If you send it send it to us, we can an- analyze it or have our attorneys look at it. Here's the bottom line. Okay. Either way, your son can move, and if it's one for everything, they most likely won't go after the son. Landlords do not care what happens if one leaves and three are responsible for everything. They will go after the two that are still there, and it would be up to those two to go after your son. If your son says, I simply 
cannot live here. And if they say, well, that's tough, he he could say, well, switch bedrooms with me then or whatever. But if he finds it impossible to live there and it's unhealthy for him, he leaves and then works it out with those two. Those two will come after him. The landlord will almost never come after him. They The only time a landlord will come after an individual is if that individual is really stronger than all the rest. It's low-hanging fruit. Or if all three move out, they'll go after all three, but they go after each one for all of it. They don't care if it's fair. They'll collect, if they can collect the whole thing from one, they will. If they can collect the whole thing from two, they will. So you need to know that. They can't collect more than they're owed. For example, even if they're all responsible for the whole thing, they can't get just three. They just can't get triple or treble damages just because there are three people. But they are allowed to make themselves whole any way they can. People are always confused with these leases thinking, it's not fair. My son's willing to pay his third. Guess what? Doesn't matter to the landlord. So let's get that straight. If you send us the lease, we'll help you get through it. But right now, no matter what kind of a lease, your son can leave. And if he's responsible for his third, they're going to come after him for the third. If he's responsible for the whole thing, they're not going to come after him at all. But he's kind of screwing the two other people. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Are, is he friends with these two other people? Yes. Then that will be an, uh, an issue. So if you want to send us the lease, we can tell you more. Now, do you, do you want us, here's another thing I should say. Do you want us just to call the landlord and maybe light a fire and say, hey, could you help these guys out and get some and, and, and proceed on what you agreed to do? You want us to do that? I, yes. Okay. I then you hold on and Deputy Clint We'll talk to you. We love making phone calls to help people. If we can make a phone call for you, we want to do it. Now, if you've been lied to, cheated, or ripped off, remember, while we're on the air, 303-713-TALK, you can get right through. Or maybe you just want to get something off your chest. Okay, now the other Linda, this is Linda with Alcar Fence. Can you tell your story, Linda, from the beginning? Like when, when, when did you first get in touch with these guys? Okay. Uh, thanks for the time. Anyway, yeah. and I never, you know, you never think you're going to be the victim. This has never happened. To I know. Me. And I'm and I'm a, and I'm a woman of a certain age. Anywho, uh, five years ago, I moved into this house, and the fence that we had up was falling. So I talked to my lovely neighbor. I said, "I'm going to put up a new fence. I don't care what color is there a color you like." Right. And he guess said, what? El Car is recommended nine times out of ten for new people that move in right up until now, and I hope it stops. They were a great company. Keep going. Okay. So my neighbor and I, he said, and my neighbor was so lovely, he said, yes, call El Car. I've used Yeah. 
and I'll split the cost with you. Wasn't that beautiful? That yeah. Five years ago, it all went well. Oh, it did. Fast so forward. you had the fence put in five years ago. Yeah, just a small side fence. But I did not have against the alley because I live in a neighborhood with an alley. Yeah. I did not have the gate and the two fence posts attached to the gate replaced at the time. I now, thought it was I suspect you're going to get to a problem here. Hold on. I'll come right back to you because Elkar has a story. People must be warned. 303-713-TALK. If you've had experience, call us. In fact, if you hear anything on the air you want to agree or disagree with, call us at 303-713-TALK. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. Elkar Fence. Okay, so now, okay, we know you had a fence replaced, a portion, back five years ago. So if we speed up to today, Linda, what is going on with Elkar Fence, if anything, like right now? Do you have a problem? Oh, God, yes. So okay, what what's is, the problem? I, the problem is I wanted the gate and every, the rest of the fence fixed, right? All right. So I, I got a call to Elkar. They put up the first right. one. Right. I did at the time call a couple of other fence companies. Sure. Everybody's got work. No one got back. When to did you call most recently? When did you call them after that five-year period? Was it a year ago? No, 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 no. I they I have an estimate from them, and I give them a. I have an. Estimate when did they give July you that 3rd. estimate? July third. July third. Okay. July what 3rd. happened? Let me just I say what happened with Elcar. Okay. They were a long established company here in Colorado. People love them. What a great reputation. The dad died. The son took over and ran it into the ground. He's a bum. That's my opinion. We've had nothing but complaints since then. And in fact, you should not even bother to try to get them to do anything. Unless, of course, they took money and did nothing. Did they already take they money? money? How they much money? money? So is Mac Ellerby, is Mac Ellerby the son? I don't know right now. I, he may have sold it. I have no idea where they stand. All I know is we had a fence guy in here who knew the family and knew the whole story. And um, he, he owed so much money to the suppliers around town. It's outrageous. Now, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't say that company is insecure. How much did you pay Mac Ellerby? I, my deposit for the gate was $829.46. So I gave that deposit. He gave me the estimate on July 3rd. I signed it when I arrived on July 8th. At the time, I did not put a check with it because I wanted to give him a call. All right, so right now, where does it stand? Did anything ever get done? No. Okay. So the stand since then is, wait a minute, so this Saturday of this week, after many phone calls and them not responding to me, I get a knock on the door. I was at work. My husband was home. Two gentlemen were here, and they said they were from Elkar Fence. They were going to start the work. But we had read online to not let them do that right. because then they don't finish it. Right. So my husband turned them away and said to them, you know, your boss is a crook. Right. We want our money back. Right. And they said to my husband, we haven't been paid in two months. Uh, we have to put Elkar Fence on the Sleaze Brigade. Um, really, we do. Let's try to get that bum on it. You know, Suzanne, let's try to get something from Elkar. Hang on, Linda. Charlie's got a problem here. Uh-oh, Charlie. What's going on, man? Hey, Tom. Greatly appreciate the show, as always. So uh, out of the blue, I get a phone call from a process server that's trying to get a hold of me. 
they finally uh, he finally gives up some information. I call this law firm called the Falcon Group, which is part of the Kaplan Law Group. They said that they're suing me. I go, what for? Because I haven't done anything. They said, oh, well, we're suing you for two thousand three hundred fifty eight dollars and forty six cents. That was a uh, credit or that was charged off in twenty thirteen. Okay, hold on. Who was it charged off by? A GE credit. All right. Credit card. I got you. Now, let me just ask this up front. Do you remember that debt? Is it something that could be legit? Okay, the debt is legit, but I stopped making payments in 2009. I I get you. Because I fell 40 feet. All right. Okay. Okay. So the, 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 the credit is not is is invalid. If that makes sense. Well, no, I, I'm going to tell you what it is. Um, if, if people, there is a statute of limitations on debt, but but I just want to know what their game is. Keep going. So I called and spoke to a, a Mr. Robert Anderson at this uh, Falcon Law Group, and he told me what the credit was for. What the, By the way, they uh, can the file a lawsuit. About. They can file a lawsuit against you. Yeah, they can file a lawsuit against anyone for anything. We That's exactly. That. You're but, a smart guy. Go ahead. Keep going. And so, uh, you know, I stopped making payments after a 40-foot fall. Yeah, uh, you said that. my leg and tremor and all that. Right, right, right. So uh, at this point, it's been charged off, and the statute of limitations has been reached. Now, now okay, and when charging I, off we need to talk about because that's important. But, uh, I mean, for those listening, charging off has a very, has a very specific connotation. Uh, okay, so keep going. You're on the right track. I'm listening. Uh, you, you're telling the whole story. What else? So when I told Mr. Anderson, he said to, that I needed to lawyer up, uh, to which I told him I'm, I'm, I'll go pro se and that I've pro se myself in several uh, different suits throughout my life. And he immediately hung up on me. Okay. Uh, I called him back and told him that we got disconnected. He said, no, I hung up on you. And I said, why? He said, well, clearly you're not uh, uh, you're going to fight this. Right. And we'll just see you in court. Good. Good. Is that where it ended? That's where it ended. Have That's you been served yet? This happened yesterday. Have you been served? No, I have not. All right. Here's some no. important things. I want to just tell people um, one thing at a time because you, you're, you know, we're going to address you specifically, but people listen to learn. Um, charged off debts. People are very shocked when something is charged off, and they, and and what that means is a creditor has decided it is uncollectible. They charge it off so they can take a tax deduction against income. Now, this is really important to know. A charge-off does not relieve a debt at any time ever. Unless, you know, I mean, the debt could be invalid, but not for that reason. When something is charged off, they can sell it to another collector who can collect on it. So when you know and can prove something's been charged off, it means nothing. You don't know how many people have called and said, I can prove they charged it off. Doesn't matter. It's still a valid debt. In-house, in their bookkeeping, they charged it off. But it's still a debt. Now, we have another odd thing, and that is... Uh, first and foremost, statute of limitations. You have in this state six years to file a lawsuit and get a judgment. After six years, that option is closed to you. It does not mean they can't try to collect. They can still try to collect, 
but it cannot. And the only thing that survives six years are judgments that survive six years once they get the judgment. But you are right in assuming that this is past the statute of limitations. However, they still can try to collect, including a lawsuit, just like you said, they can sue for anything. It's up to you to challenge what's called jurisdiction, meaning there's no jurisdiction because six years have elapsed. There's another thing. That, that you brought up that's really good, and that is um, uh, they were trying to see if you were going to fight. Why is that, Charlie? What would happen <laughs> if you made an agreement with them to buy even a dollar a month? What would happen? It would open the whole thing back up for another six years. That's what they want. They want to trick people. And, and here's another thing. They go far, farther than that. They say, I'll tell you what, we'll settle the whole debt for $200. First of all, they'll take the 200 That makes the debt valid for another six years because you have a brand new agreement. And guess what they do? They say, forget the settlement. We're coming after you for the whole thing. There's all kinds of tricks, but you're smarter than that. So you've done everything right. What were you hoping we could add? Well, I, I want not much, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, that. you want to let other people know, right? I, well, in addition to that, the sad part is is that this law firm, uh, you know, it's predatory. What they're doing is fraudulent, in my eyes, because they're going out, they're buying this, you know, you're right, year old debt, yeah, and they're going filing thirty dollar lawsuits and knowing how many people can't take off. From well, work I don't think court. they're filing anything. They're just threatening to file. They're not stupid. Here's the thing, Charlie. I don't think they paid. Here's what they did: they bought a bunch of debt from a company and included in the debt are charged off uh, statute of limitations, et cetera. I don't think they specifically targeted that. But you're right. You're absolutely right. I want everyone to know that. Be careful. If you are collected on, don't fall for it. If you know that debt's more than the, the end of that debt or the stop payment or whatever, there was no activity for six years. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. We left a voicemail for Elkar Fence. We most likely will not get through. Elkar Fence are a bunch of thieves, in my opinion. They're scumbags. The name, down the drain. People coming here wanting references. We have a lot of new people moving in weekly. Avoid Elkar Fence. We have America Fence on the referral list, which is great. And when he has time, Genesis Total Exteriors does uh, fences and decks. Mark, does he, he does that on time permitting, I would imagine, right? Because he's so damn busy on that. Shemansky? Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of them, though. You'd be yep. surprised. He builds a lot of decks. That okay. man builds a lot of decks. Okay, good. And then, uh, and they do fences, but man, just please be, you know, I don't mean be careful because of him. But the, you have to be willing to wait on that. And Genesis is 303-679-8509, genesistotalexteriors.com. And that goes for siding, windows, doors, and more. They also do inside. They do like uh, they do bathrooms and they do basements and all of that. So listen, be careful. That's why we have the referral list. Be careful who you choose. What is America Fences uh, number? Do you have that handy? We'll give that out too. Um, and any other fence people, you know, I, I don't mean to favor just one or the other, but they're all good people. So what do we do now, Linda? 
Uh, what do we do now? Here's the deal. So, thank thank so God you haven't been taken for Tom, more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tom? Yeah. So I, I have filed a fraud complaint with the attorney general. I have yeah, that, that Nothing's going to happen there, yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Okay. And I contact the Denver Police Department because it is my understanding that when you provide a service with no intent to finish Right. That's right. That's that. But here's my big question. So they came to my house on Saturday. We did not take the work because we've read that they would, you know, open up a hole and then I'd be stuck with no gate. Now, that might have been technically a mistake in that they're going to claim they tried to perform. I'm serious. Yeah, it it is. That that, that moves it. That totally moved it out of the realm of the Contractors Trust Act and also out of the realm of... um, yeah, of of civil of criminal to civil, really and truly. First of all, just let's be straight. The attorney general will do nothing. Uh, let's face. I, I'm just being honest with you. Now, right. if they got a ton of complaints across jurisdictions, they might. The other thing is, the police will do nothing. Okay, they just won't do anything. So the only option you have is small claims court. Get a judgment, and by God execute the judgment once it's done people don't understand this but if they get a judgment they can do something about it and the way they do that is turning it into a collection people stop at the judgment turn it into a collection linda really we will try to pursue them elkar fence other than that please pursue small claims court now america fence we talked about which is a great company 303-690-6463. Look, we, we make a living finding bad guys and rewarding and referring good guys. That's what we do. And under no circumstances can the good guys simply pay for advertising and be a good guy. They can't. They have to measure up first. Richard, your turn. I'm Tom Martino. You say you have a candidate for the Sleaze Brigade. What are we talking about, Richard? Uh, hi, Tom. Hey. Yeah, you, you started out the show talking about civil theft, and uh, yes. this falls exactly exactly into that. What happened? Um, okay, so this guy's business was in Aurora. Uh, he was trading under the name of Rodriguez Customs. Okay. I, I initially met him. Through Willie B, uh, this guy arranged for a grand opening party, and he went through KBPI, and you know there was fifty, hundred people there in burritos. What so was what was there. Rodriguez Customs for? What do they do? Um, well, he when he was in Wheat Ridge previously, he traded under the name of Rodriguez Auto Body and Paint on West Forty Fourth Avenue. Okay, um, but Rodriguez Customs. I saw some trucks in his shop. They were like these buggies. They were Jeeps that they take the fenders off of them and they, they put yeah. giant. So what's the problem here? What's the problem you're having with this guy? What's okay. the, let's get right so, to that. So I agreed with him verbally that he would do some work on my Jeep. Sure. And he said to me, we require half of the money up front. So <laughs> I put a thousand dollars in an envelope and took it over to his house and gave it to his wife. Do you- it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Do I have a receipt? No. But you I have enough emails. No, wait, wait. You don't have anything to show that? Text messaging. No, I hear the music, so are you going to come back to me? Oh, absolutely. This is important. That's fine. Now, I you say it. you have emails. Are they showing text, that you paid? Text messaging. Yes. Okay, yes. hold on. I'm trying to get my money back. Thank All right, you, you hold on. I'll come back to you. 303-713-TALK. We have open lines. Get right in. 303-713-8255. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you. Hi, Tom Martino here fighting for you. Now, of course, if you're ripping people off lying, cheating, we fight against you. We really do. Now, we have an open mind until we get all the data and then we... Have an angle that you know we're we're upfront about it. We don't make any kind of we don't make any bones. We don't make any let's say claims that we're objective journalists. We're objective when gathering information, but then we have to take a stand in order to help people. Right? Three zero three seven one three talk seven one three eight two five five is the number. If you don't know where to call, even if you think oh they may not handle it, we will know where to go to help and to get help. Three zero three seven one three talk. This is a consumer show on Facebook, YouTube, the iHeartRadio app, and on podcasts online, okay? Plus, terrestrial radio, and that is, of course, KHOW in Denver is our flagship where we broadcast out to affiliates. And let's talk to Richard because he was telling us about Rodriguez Customs. They do like auto body, auto paint, auto customization. He uh, he contracted for a job and had to make a deposit. He put cash in an envelope. How much cash in an envelope, Richard? $1,000, Tom. All right. Why did you choose to do cash? Oh, that's just the way I roll. All right. So what happened then? Well, on the agreed day, I, I delivered the Jeep to his workshop. It happened to be a Sunday night. I left it there. He had a key. And the agreement was it would be done by Wednesday night, latest. And then Friday, he, uh, he he never called me. I called him on Friday. He said, you better come pick up your, your car because I can't work. I don't have time to work on it. I don't have a welder, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he and told so, you how many days later? Five days later. All right, so did you say, fine, give me my money back? Exactly. I've been trying to get my money back. So what way, when he said to pick up your car, did he say, I'll have a refund? Or what, did he say anything about the money? Or did he truly yeah, he think did. you would just forget it? Okay, what did he say? He did. He said... He said, I'm waiting on a couple of, this guy's a scammer. He said, I'm waiting on a couple of big checks to clear. And when those checks clear, I'll be able to give you your money. Well, what did he do with your money? It was cash. A what? Long line, he spent it. A long line of excuses. Hmm. And I'm not the only person he's ripped off. He's ripped off a lot of people. A lot of people have judgments against him. Uh, he's done time in prison. And uh, his middle name should be Larceny. Does well, why uh, people aren't stealing? He's not still in business, is he? Yes, he. His landlord there in Aurora was my old boss uh, Andy, who I drove a limo for for six years. 
He has since rented a new premises in in Wheat Ridge. I gave Dan all the details. I took a picture of his front door with the sign and everything. So he's rented a new, he left owing my former boss, his former landlord, $31,000 in back rent. It's closed, it says here, for good. Um, right. And he had so a one-star. I believe West 44th Avenue, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that was his first premises. So that goes back about a year, probably. Oh, and then he's in Aurora. He moved to Aurora, rented a premise from my friend Andy. This is so sad. He wouldn't pay his rent, so Andy had him evicted. He had to go to court down in Arapahoe County to get him evicted. But, of course, and and Andy got a judgment, but Andy's going to have to give it to collections. And he's going to, you know, he'll only get half of what he's owed. Yeah, this guy is a real bad news guy. This he he, he should be on the sleaze brigade for sure. This guy sucks. So. Um, so. Man, Richard, thank you for warning us. What do you do? What do you do? I mean, it's so easy to get away with theft. It is so easy. You don't need a gun or a knife. You just make a promise. You get money. And that's it. Nothing will happen to you. Do you understand that? Nothing will happen to you. Stan, what's going on, Stan? Hi, Tom. Got a quick question. First, thanks for everything you do. For Thank this you meeting. for calling and trusting us. You bet. Um, I'm dealing with a. Uh, I'm in Aurora. Yeah. Dealing with a local, uh, seemingly established roofing and painting company, and uh, they're working in the neighborhood. Uh, they do have a physical address in Denver. Seem to have been around for a number of years. And how'd you find um, them? How'd you find them? That's an easy question. They they were in the neighborhood. Um, you okay, know, gotcha. Doing gotcha. Some of my neighbor's houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched one that was done next to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So here's the here's my my question. Um, everything's going along fine, but they want the insurance check that's been issued to me. Say no. Sizable amount. No. No. Period. Now listen. Um, there's nothing wrong. First of all, the check is not theirs; it's yours. If you want to deposit right. the check and then make a deposit with them. I don't mind making deposits when work begins, materials are delivered, or, or, or something, not just because they signed you up. No, absolutely not. Now, if they have to order materials, write out check for the materials. But listen, uh, I like it better when they take nothing up front. That's the best. However, it's not a strict requirement if work begins. or What do they say they need? How much money? They're asking for the entire check, and it's a uh, thirteen. But why? What do they say they need it for? Uh, to start work. Well, tough. If they start work, to uh, tell them you'll make a deposit. I don't understand these people. That that's your first clue of a bad company. Don't use them. Now they may say we're not bad. You shouldn't use that word bad. That's my definition of bad. So I can use anything I want. What's the name of the company? Um, do we should we go there? Why? I just want to know their name. What the hell? Is, is it like a secret? If you can't even utter their name without fear, I oh, yeah, think that's yeah. a big problem. No, no, no. Don't, please. Yeah. Please don't, don't uh, take it that way. Oh, okay. I just you, that there's no reason to get you know, anything stirred up if these people are, are fine. You see okay, no, saying? no. I'm warning others not to use them because they want your insurance check straight up. Man. And also, there's another reason, Stan. I want to make absolutely sure they are not on my referral list. And I wouldn't pay a cent till I was content. That's why I like Excel. And roofing. they are not on our referral list. I got it off the air, okay. Tom. Now, Stan, I don't want to make trouble for you. If you're saying, Tom, 
I don't want these guys getting angry and now I'm going to stir something up. Okay, I'll make it very clear that that's not what I want to do. But I would like to, I mean, you should not give him the check, Stan. So how are you going to reconcile this? Uh, I think I'm going to propose what you mentioned, which is control the funds from my end and issue them as needed. Now, I want to ask something. On your contract, did they specify all materials and measurements and a full contract? Uh, On the initial piece to get them started, no. Uh, There was no money exchanged. And then they met with the insurance adjuster and they worked it out. Um, the word, you know, that's the <laughs> so, so you see, let me explain something for those listening. The roofer went and did get, gave Stan nothing as to what he was going to do, then met with the adjuster. Now, Stan, what if a roofer thought you needed A, B, and C, and the adjuster said, we're only going to pay for A and B. And you said, you used the words, they worked it out. Now, how do you know there wasn't something negated or, neg- or, or left off that you really need? There's no way for I've, you to know. I've got a detailed list. Uh, now you have a detailed list. But you, you do understand what I'm saying. You have a detailed list now after he met with the adjuster. What I'm saying is this. If you get a roofer to tell you what you need and how much it will cost before the adjuster. Then you know if they left anything out. Adjusters don't always agree with roofers. The adjuster tries to cheat you, not to help you. So when you said they worked it out, it was not to your benefit. Do you think the if the adjuster says, I'm sorry, Mr. Roofer, we're just not approving that. If you want the job, this is it. Then the roofer says, oh, okay, then we'll do that. You don't have any way of knowing. I'm not saying it absolutely happened. I'm saying there's no way for you to know. You you must understand the difference. Uh, what someone thinks you need. Oh, of, of course. Yeah. yeah. And see, that's why I called is because I I don't normally do claims. It's been a number right. of years right. uh, since I've had to turn it in. So I don't know what the sta- – I mean, I know enough not to – you know, give a guy that comes to the door. A well, jack, good, good, good. Well, here's but, the good news. But, Other people can learn from this. Good news. I want to tell everyone, number one, well, sure. never, ever, sure. ever sign anything at the door for them to look at your roof ever. Never, ever agree with a company until you're presented with a contract. You never have to sign to get them to give you an itemized contract. You only sign after you get an itemized contract if you like the contract. You know, we're going to have Matt in today, but here's what I did. I just realized we had roof damage. I had Matt come out before I called a roofer, be called I, before I called anybody. And he didn't just find damage on the roof. He found damage on the siding. He found damage on my barn. He found damage on my garage door. I bet this guy's got a ton of damage he doesn't even know about. I know. Here, So, Stan, I want to tell people, when you do call a roofer, you make them look at the roof and give you a full and complete estimate with measurements, materials, and cost before the adjuster talks to them. That is the only way you know what what is going on. Then when the adjuster says, we're just going to pay for this, and the roofer comes back and says, okay, here's what we're going to do, you can compare that to the original estimate to be sure nothing important was left off or if there was something left off you get an explanation from the roofer 
but you did it ass backwards. There's no two ways to put it, okay? And I understand you don't deal with claims every day. And in fact, it's probably best for everyone to call a public adjuster first, but they just don't. That's why I'm in business, because people do not listen. And there's no- That's fine. If, if people, you know, and, and as long as they don't listen, they'll continue to be ripped off. After I have seen hundreds of thousands of cases in every category known to man for consumer issues, you would think that I have now come to recognize what you should and should not do. And there is nothing wrong with anybody, including Stan, getting a public adjuster out there after the roof and finding other damage. They're going to end up generally getting 10% to play general contractor. And there's nothing wrong with getting estimates from different roofers out there to do the roof on a cash job. You get the insurance money and you negotiate your own repairs. There is nothing wrong with that. But I do want to say something, Stan, quickly. I have to take a break. I know Ugly Ed wants me to take a break. Hey, Stan, really quickly. On the original contract that they signed with you, there should be a three-day right to rescind. If there is not, then they broke the law. Because with a roofing contract, they have to give you three days to change your mind. If they did not give you – did they give you three days? there's a a right Okay, good. There's also a statement that they'll hold any trust or any payment in a trust until the contractor has delivered roofing materials to the site and provided who will hold it in trust majority who will hold it in work. trust who will hold it in trust they will who's they the company what company the insurance company the roofing company the roofing company is going to keep money for themselves before they pay themselves okay stan listen man it's clear that you know what you're doing okay and, and I'm really sorry that you got wrapped up here because you did every everything you could do wrong, you've done wrong. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Listen, I don't mean disrespect when I talk to you people about problems, but I, I want others to hear not to make the same mistakes. So... Um, we're done there on line two there. Okay, so let's go to Jackie. Jackie, I'm Tom Martino. This is the Help Show. What is happening? Hi, Tom. Hey. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my son. Um, he had a, a brain injury about 10 years ago, so I have power of attorney. And now, Jackie, is he still him. disabled, so to speak, as they put it? Well, on communications and able to get and getting things points across and asking questions he, he, it's it's difficult what kind of brain injury was it uh from an auto accident oh okay it's one of those things where he broke his back and oh my time God. he knew he had a, a the tbi Ooh. also and yeah. we we're more concerned about getting the back fused and getting that fixed yeah. and we didn't think about how old is the he effects that it had on the brain he's 34 okay so what's going on and he had his um, truck broken into while he was at his girlfriend's apartment in Denver in July. Um, a police report was fi- filed. So when he got up in the morning and got ready to go to his new job, he had all his work tools in there. He was starting a new job and found that the door had been pried open, the audio equipment taken, and his work tools taken. Uh. So we have a, a police report filed. He has progressive insurance. Now, they're usually pretty good. What's the problem? 
Well, the problem is that they're claiming that the damage to the door was normal wear and tear. What? They don't think anyone broke in? Well, I, I no. They, they said it was normal wear and tear to the door. Wow. Like, like so, how did you look at it? I mean, just tell me from your perspective, what, did it look like somebody pried it open or how did, it, how did they get into it? The bottom of the door has pry marks. It, it definitely has pry marks. The, it takes more than uh, just pry marks. Yeah. Supervisor I spoke to said all he saw, he saw no pry marks. Um, when you say supervisor, are you talking about a, um, an adjuster? I, I appealed um, to the adjuster, and she sent me to their Scott, their property manager. Mm-hmm. And he says he didn't see any damage to the door. You know, Mark, we need our- we need public adjusting <laughs> for cars. You know, this is ridiculous. There, somebody to fight for people. Okay, so then what? Right. So we can we can see damage to the door, and it's pried open on the bottom, and the door lock was snapped off. What? Oh, so the handle. They're claiming. Inside, inside. So when, oh. when they pray to- with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the door, the, the handle, the lock, everything fell out. It's, yeah. It's broken off. So that's what we need repaired on the door. But here's and the thing. Outdoor- here's the thing. Even if the door was not pried open... I think they cover theft. If you just say it was a theft, I'm I'm wondering why they're giving you guys such a hard time. That's what we don't understand. Um, they, they completely denied it. Um, so we got we got the. Okay, are they saying? The, are they saying? I need to know, Jackie, 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 Jackie. I just need to know a few things as we go. Are they saying it did not happen? In other words, they think he's lying. They said it was denied. I got a cup. cup copy of the denial, and there are two points from the denial. It was normal wear and tear to the door. Okay. And that the audio system wasn't working, therefore they're not covering it. And how do they and know it wasn't working? Well, we had Car Toys do an installation in June. Yes. And part of the installation, they put in a splitter. They said, okay, we'll install this part of the equipment. And my son wanted to put in more, so they put in a splitter. But how do they know it wasn't and working? That they said car toys told them the, the amplifier wasn't working. And we just had this installed in June with all our receipts. Now, was only the amplifier taken? No. <laughs> no. Man, this oh. sounds weird to me. Hold on. Let's get one of our experts. By the way, they deal with Progressive. And, and they'll tell you Progressive is a pretty good company. And I am not, you know, biased toward Progressive, just so you know. Um, I mean, Brian Burns, Compass Insurance Group handles like 25, 26 companies. They don't, you know, so, so I just want you to know, though, they deal, deal with Compass. Um, Right, and, and we and, use Compass for our home insurance and our auto insurance, and they're great. Okay, now, so this, Brian this Burns, this is weird. This is weird, Brian. The, yeah. they're, they're saying, first of all, he, he gets out to get in his truck for work. It had been broken into. The audio equipment and tools were stolen. They're saying there was no break-in, that the car had normal wear and tear to the door, even though there's pry marks and stuff. They're also saying... 
that they're not paying for the audio equipment because it wasn't functioning at the time. But wait a minute. I'm, I'm hearing something now that's confusing, Jackie. I just realized this. Why would they bother saying they're not paying for audio equipment if they're not going to pay anyway because it wasn't broken into? I suspect if they would have they would have paid for this audio equipment even if it didn't show it was broken into. Brian, how do auto thefts work? Like if I say something was taken from my car, does it even have to be locked? What if there are no signs of a break-in, but the audio equipment was ripped out and stuff was missing? What would happen? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. There doesn't have to be an element. I mean, she could have left the doors unlocked and, right. and the keys in and the car gets stolen. It's still covered. Okay, so, good. That's all know, I need to know. That's you know, great, Brian. But personal property would not be covered underneath the auto pulp. That uh, that doesn't go for the audio equipment. That would be part of the car. But, but why the not the tools? Stolen? Why not the tools? Because well, auto policies don't cover personal property. Covered. What if I had a commercial policy on my truck? If you had the little Imla Marine policy with it that covered the tools, you'd have coverage. But auto insurance in general doesn't ever cover personal property. And why I say in general, because there are policies like an RV policy, you can add coverage because the assumption is there is personal property in it. But for auto policies, they don't cover personal property. Okay, so let's narrow down to the other one, and that is the audio equipment. Uh, Jackie, do you have any specific questions? If you do, uh, Brian can think about those during the break. What are your specific questions? Well, first of all, we did get the tools covered through the home insurance portion. Of Good. The Excellent. The tools Excellent. What, what carrier is that? What carrier? That's a progressive. Good. Oh, under the and homeowner's so the, part. Their homeowner's insurance pays for the tools up to $1,500 mm-hmm. and a cap on it. And so we got that paid. And Good. So we were trying to get the auto repaired get because we can't use the driver's side door. All right. Hold on. Hold on. We need to maybe get some expert opinions. Listen, we don't have public adjusters for cars. We should, but they should be held to a standard as well and not just be able to turn down a claim just for the hell of it. I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. 713-8255. All right. So... This insurance claim seems to be weird to me. They're basically saying the audio equipment was not working. Now, Jackie, insurance companies, and and again, when I say this, some people email me and take exception. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind, okay, the job of an adjuster is to try to find a way out of a claim and then to minimize it if they can't find a way out. If they are not set up to be your friend. When they say it's normal wear and tear on the door, that could be. It could be that the door is just in crappy condition. Now, Jackie, was, was your son or you looking to get the door repaired? Is that why they addressed the door damage? Because it's not necessary to have a broken-in door in order to have the other stuff, um, the, the other stuff covered. So are they saying that the, they're not going to repair the door? Is that why they mentioned the door? Well, that's that's part of our claim is we need to have the door repaired. Okay. Right now it's I not got it. functional anymore. It's okay. Just, the entire lock is 
broken off. And they're saying it's normal wear and tear. So we just need an expert opinion on whether it's normal wear and tear. And, you know, there's still, even though we don't have attorneys, excuse me, we don't have public adjusters, there is still such a thing as bad faith in an insurance claim. And bad faith can get you treble damages. But you're not going to get many attorneys to take the case on contingency. And then by the time you hire one, it may not be worth it. But you can probably do it on your own if you use the right words. We've got some great attorneys coming on soon. Denver trial lawyers. These guys, that's what they specialize in. Just bad faith, period. Bad faith. Now, Jackie, let's take it one step at a time. The door, normal normal, uh, wear and tear. We can get an expert to say if it is or not, and if it really is, it is. Or it might be this. It, now listen to this one, because this is important. Jackie, it may be that your door does need repairing, but they're saying the condition of the door was such that they once they deduct all that damage, the normal wear and tear, you're not going to get anything. For example, they do not have to put your car back to original condition. They only have to put it back to the condition it was before the incident. So if you had a quarter panel, for example, that had been hit with a baseball bat or a bicycle or something, or previous hail damage, any claim to that, any claim to that, would have that subtracted from it before they pay a dime if it wasn't repaired. So I have a feeling that even if we could prove that it's not normal wear and tear, that the condition is such that they might say it's not worth fixing. Let me, a- let me ask about this truck. What year is it? This is a 2008 Jeep Grand Cherokee. 2008 Jeep, asked, okay. Yes, they asked us for all of our service records. That's right. They want to show... So they wanted that we, that we service the vehicle, and we, we sent them all the service records showing, here we go, and but hold on, why do they care about bad faith? Wait, why do they care about service records? Because I think they want to deny the claim. Yeah, but what does that have to do with it? I mean, you're not totaling. They're not going to. How many miles on this? Um, I think it's 150. All right, I, I would like you to send us photos of the door. Uh, did you have an expert? Too. Did you have an expert tell you that uh, it wasn't normal wear and tear? That it was clearly broken into? No, I, I wasn't sure what we should do. That's at this what point. you need we to have do. Police report. We have photos. I really want to ask um, Steve over there at Denver Trial Lawyers about this. I mean, this is outright. I mean, the problem is it's not a big case, but there's got to no, be right. something there. What and, people do? And tell Steve we just want information more than anything, Suzanne. Uh, right. Suzanne, I, just information. Thinking the truck is worth about five thousand. I would like so information. When we call Steve, deductible. hold on one sec. When we call Steve over at Denver Trial Lawyers about a bad faith, we understand this is not something an attorney would take. It's not that big, but we would look just like general information. Kelly, hold on. Excuse me. Kelly is somebody that wants. To, oh, they hung up. They were going to comment. Jackie, here's the deal. Um, is that door in bad condition? If you looked at it before this this uh, break in, what or is it in perfect condition? Just tell me. It was not in bad condition before. There okay. Was no dents, no damages. All right. Now, I fine. also want to know how the hell they know the stereo was not in working order. Did they actually call car toys and, and investigate this? Like, uh, you know, hey, was this working? You said you just bought it. How do they, what, what do they base it on when they say it wasn't operable? What are they basing that on? It said, car toys said the, the amps were not um, working. Well, that's either true or it's not. The ones we put in. What's that? 
where the one the amps they put in one amp and then my son connected additional amps through the splitter and through the so splitter okay so one of the amps may not have been working that that car toys couldn't verify right one of them but the other two your son put in afterwards right my my, my they um car toys installed basic equipment I, i'm not sure about stereo but they installed the basic and put in a splitter for him to add in his additional equipment. But why would they say the stuff they installed was not working? I don't know. There's something we're not hearing, Jackie. I mean, can you give us a contact at Car Toys? You're going to have to do some homework for us. We need to I, all I the re- we, we need the receipts from Car Toys, and we need a contact there that we can talk to. Okay, really, what carrier? Progressive, you said. This doesn't sound like Progressive. Something might be going on that you don't know about. This sounds too weird to me, just too weird, that they would go to a repair shop to find out about the stereo's condition. I mean, the whole, Jackie, how much were you guys claiming for the stereo, approximately? How much? Um, $1,500. All right. Hold on. We need, to, uh, we need to ask about bad faith when it comes to small things like this. Bad faith. Now, what about deferred payments and a repossession or a problem with a restoration company? Hello, Restoration companies usually spell rip-off to begin with. That's why we have preferred ones. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. You never know what we're going to bring up here. And it's all such useful information. Useful information. So, let's talk to Vanessa. And Bosley. Vanessa has a problem with a restoration company. Vanessa, who's giving you trouble? It's not really rest- it's not really a restoration company. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead then. But well, uh, let me tell you the whole thing. Um, I have tenants in a small condo townhome unit, and the washer dryer is in the second floor. Uh, washer flooded, so it flooded. The laundry room, the hallway, part of the stairs um, came through into the ceiling. So, yeah, the re- insurance company paid for restoration. People come out with the fans. They've gone. Okay, now the repairs are supposed to be done. And so they never contacted me. I called them and said, you know, this has been two months. Why haven't you done this? And so you did sign with them. Care. You did sign with them to do both the restoration and the rebuilding? There's two different companies. The insur- and the insurance got the restoration company in there. They're paid. They're gone. Okay. Now, the people that came in to do the repairs. How'd you find them? They didn't. They didn't the insurance company. The insurance company. the insurance company. Yeah, that, that's not a good way Grand to do it. I know. I was working in Grand Junction long distance, so I really didn't have, wasn't able to. Who is the company? Uh, ATI. It's called American Technologies, Inc. Okay. So they drug their feet. They're saying they weren't getting money from the insurance company. I said, I have all the money. Insurance company paid me. I have the monies. So if you need money, I'm the one who's doing it. And um, so I called their customer service, and they said that they would call the project manager, and then the work was done. Nobody contacted me. Nobody got any money. 
So I went over there and I call I check I call my tenant and I said, Did they do work? She says, Yeah, yeah. they're gonna come back and finish up the laminate. Does I it go, look good? Laminate? Does it look good? Well, this is the thing. In the law underneath the washer dryer was tile. In the hall was carpet, and then they were going to also replace the carpet on the stairs. They took up only the carpet and the tile on the second floor and replaced it with well, laminate. Rather than going through <laughs> the piece by piece, you have a contract with them that you signed, right? Right. They, okay. They did work that wasn't orthodox. I didn't want laminate there. No, I understand. So you're saying they did more than you wanted them to do, and it's substandard, or did they do less? They did, they just didn't do what I wanted. They there was tile there, not laminate. I understand, and they they decided to go with laminate. What do they say when you bring this up? That's pretty clear. I wanted original, like it was originally, and you did something else. What do they say about it? They he's the. The project manager, he called me and I go, he goes, he said, I, there was no tile there. I said, yes, there was. And he goes, well, it was cheap tile. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> so hold on. Are and they the saying they upgraded not, your floor? No, he he didn't even, he didn't say that. He And what he told my tenant was that it was cheaper to do it that way. And I go, okay. isn't what I want. So where does it stand? How much floor are we talking about to have it done your way? How much? It's not very much. It's only like 50 square feet, but they also didn't do the stairs. And, they, you know, and they're saying, what do you want us to what? How well, can we in order happy? to and do everything, let's put it this way. It's very simple. In order to do everything the way you want it, how much? You know, it's not, it's not a whole lot of money. I think well, it's like 800 bucks. Okay, then let's get it done. I mean, what, why are they protesting? Just do the stairs and do the landing again, or the 50 square feet. What is the problem? I guess I'm I'm concerned that they're not going, I mean, it, the job wasn't done well, and the tile's not laid well. And what I told him, I said, if I can do it myself, I said, if I'm paying someone to do it, they need to be able to do it better than I can. Right. And... And I said, because I'm not a professional. So what so do you I want? This, I, I guess here's Vanessa. I guess what I want. Okay. I, we I don't what know I what you do want. Just pay them. I just want to pay them for what the work they did and go to and, someone else to get the rest of this done because I don't trust them. Okay. Now, now Vanessa, correctly. Vanessa, are because they willing to get paid for what they did and walk away? I haven't gone that far. I think that's reasonable. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I was wondering if that is something that I can say. It's very reasonable. Now they're yes. Saying, okay, now you need to go and pick out the carpet and you need now, to go. Now, just and- hold on, okay? I, I, I clearly need to give you exactly what to say. I, I'll, I'll help you word this. I think you can do it. I don't think it's unreasonable. So stick around. I'm Tom Martino. I will take Bosley and everyone else will also talk about that insurance claim again from a bad faith attorney. There's a lot of information you can learn to protect yourself coming up. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. 
Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. If you've been lied to, cheated, or ripped off, if you're tuning in and and you wonder what's happening, we're going to be on from noon to 2. So we're on from 10 to 2 all together, an extended troubleshooter show. I like to treat this almost like a new show. It's from, uh, it's uh, we drop some affiliates, pick up more live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on the iHeartRadio app. And then if you're just tuning us, tuning to us on the air, you know that this number means help. 303-713-TALK. We also have, of course, 303-MARTINO. You can call whenever you're listening. You're not sure when to call. If you leave a number, we'll get back to you. So one of the biggest problems we have is when we talk about restoration. You know, we've had so many issues with restoration in general, not just the restoration, but the rebuilding. That's why I love having the referral list. But we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts. And Vanessa asked about a very, very reasonable situation she she was asking i don't think she's being unreasonable what she wants to do she basically wants to terminate the contract and get someone else this happens once in a while okay this hour brought to you by who by frank duran the real estate man.com i can highly recommend him for listing your homes or for going out and finding a home or a condo or whatever you're looking for He's just the best, and his team is a team of experts. I know each one of them. And if you go to the website, you can see a little video and more about them and look at the frequently asked questions, frankdurantherealestateman.com. You will never do better, 303-920-1622. So, Vanessa, it all comes down to this. This company you don't really trust because, really, it has to do with one item. They installed a floor. They, they replaced a floor with another floor and instead of putting tile back they just went with a laminate okay now i could go into why you know it's not a big deal or it is but it doesn't matter it's not what you wanted and the first thing you do if you're going to change from the original you ask about it they didn't even ask not only that but they left out the stairs entirely now i need to ask vanessa if your contract specifies doing the stairs yeah and what what do they say the when they left? Stuffy. What is on the steps now? What's on the steps? The original. They didn't do anything to the steps. It's just the original carpet. And it's, the, the contract says exactly what they're going to do, that they're going to put tile. It has the tile, the cement board, the installation of tile. Are they willing to go they back and do it? Um, he says he is, but now I've got to go. He goes, no, I, he goes, I don't know that if anything will do that will please you. And I said, you know, I'm really reasonable to work with. But after this, this is just bizarre. What's the name of the rebuilding company? It's called American Technologies, Inc. A-T-I. A-T-I, yeah. All right. So, Vanessa, Vanessa, what do they say when you say, I will pay for everything you've done? Now, you're even going to pay for that laminate floor you did not want? or you? no, no, no. I was just going to pay for the main floor where they had to um, All right. repair the ceiling. What do they, what do they say? Well, you, you proposed paying them I and move. I haven't, I haven't approached that with All right. them yet. So I before said, we even get into it. I said, I've got to, I said, I have to figure this out. Before we get involved, talk to you. before we get involved, I suggest okay. you, you try first. And here's what I would say. Listen, I would feel better paying you for what you've done to this point 
and moving on. I'd like to terminate the contract. I do not feel like going on. It will be no loss to you if I pay for what I've had. Now, what I will not pay for is that one little area of laminate since that is not what was there before. Now, if they argue with you and say laminate was there before or it wasn't tile, do you have anything to prove that it was tile? Yeah, I got their own contract. <laughs> and it have... says replace tile? Absolutely, Okay, yeah. good. I would and do the, this. And the thing is, is the guy who did it, I mean, I've been talking to different, the project director and the project manager. And the project manager goes, well, I can just go down to Tom Depot and get some cheap carpet and replace it right now if you want. It's not going to match the other carpet that's in the kit and that's in the bathroom. And uh, not the bathroom, but the bedroom. All right. I'm thinking, okay, Vanessa, you know what? I, really I would just want. do what you propose. That's it. I would just do it. Let us know what they say. But it happens all the time where people want to terminate a contract and move on and get another company. But know this, Vanessa, if they will not do it, you have an issue, okay? You have an issue. So they're going to sue for a specific performance, meaning letting us go through with it. You're going to say you don't want to do it. So please, please, please be careful. But I would ask first, and then you can let us know what they say. All right. Bosley, what's happening with you? I'm Tom Martino. What's happening, Bosley? How you doing, sir? All right, now, what are deferred payments, and how did it turn into a repossession? What's going on? Uh, so, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay, uh, so I purchased a semi-truck, and um, I was doing well, uh, The and then the rates took a tank, and uh, so I was thinking to help me be able to uh, just uh, compensate for the rates, I could just defer a payment and put now, it at the end of the loan. you're an owner-operator, and what are your monthly payments? Uh, seven, roughly 1700 1700 and then you wanted to put it at the end of the loan. It's a little more complicated, but you can do anything the lender agrees to. So did you ask right. the lender to defer a few payments? I just, just one. And so oh. they said, yes, we have that option. And uh, I said, great. And so, but so what did you do? Show, what month was that you wanted to defer? Uh, it's been about two and a half months now. What so month was it originally what, you wanted to defer? The month, I would say it was, um, I believe it was uh, July. Now, in July, did you not make the payment for July? No, sir. I, I, and that's what's funny is that I had automatic withdrawal, so my payments came out no matter what. Okay, so, so you did make July's payment. Yes, sir. So when I was speaking to them, uh, the gentleman that I was speaking to said, uh, I was talking about the deferment. Well, uh, so they said that they didn't get an answer on it. So I went ahead and paid it. And then I was speaking to him again, and the next payment was coming up uh, in August, I believe. And what did you and, do then? Uh, he, so I kept calling him saying, hey, you know, well, they needed some documents. How did it I end up? Did you pay it? 
I did. Okay. I did. I had. And- so, so did I'm you ever, bit, let's so, get right to this, Bosley, because none of this matters. What really matters is which payment did you defer that caused the problem? I haven't even deferred. So I called uh, okay. Friday, and they said they were still working on it. Okay. Well, this, is what ha- this is what happened. So I, I went on a trip uh, to do a run, and I came back, and the truck was gone. But hold on. So I called, but you were current on all payments. Yes, sir. They can't take your truck. If you were current on all payments, when did they take your truck? Roughly when in what month? Friday, last, this last Friday. Okay, so hold on. When was your payment due? The, when, when, when would a payment have been due? Uh, today. Well, uh, it was technically yesterday. So, so are, they assuming, was- are they assuming you were not going to make your payment and took it because of that? Maybe because you were calling, That's- they felt... Yes, sir. I they- believe so. They I can't do that. that. Well, <laughs> well, they did it. So the, here's the strange thing. So the strange thing is I had, my, I had the car towed. I thought, it, I thought that maybe I, where I parked could have got towed. So then I called all around to see if it got towed. Then um, the police officer said, well... Well, well Bosley, what does that matter? We know they took it, right? Are they denying they took it, or do they admit taking it? They admitted taking it only just uh, that on Friday, and the guys, the, the gentleman that I was speaking with that service, that his customer service told me, he said, we didn't even know that they were going to take it. He goes, I'm in shock. He goes, I can't believe they did this. He goes, this is really dirty. What All right, Bosley. So- Bosley, it's pr- not only dirty, it's illegal. I mean, they can't take your truck just for the hell of it. Bosley, this sounds unbelievable to me. You're saying you were simply inquiring about deferred payments, and not one payment was missing, not one payment bounced, not one payment was late, and they took your truck in a repossession. Yes, sir. And well, here's the thing too that I might I should add. So on Friday I, is the 27th. My payment was due on the third, on the 30th. So I called him about the okay. department because the the guy offered me. He goes, look. He goes, I will. He goes, I will take you off of automatic withdrawal. The payment was due when? I need to know when is October's payment due. 30th, the 30th. Okay. The, the, on 930. And you called them on the 27th. And, and wh- what happened then? That's when they told me that the car was, the truck was repossessed. And then but, I said, well. well how did they I repossess like it before you did? <laughs> this is, this they, is they crazy. Had, so this is what they said. They said that, that they have a 10-day right to procure. And they said that if I go past 10 days, past What 10 days? You said. You, what was your – okay, Bosley, I am positive. I am positive. I'm going to make this statement. Please, tell me. That they are right and you are wrong, and I'll tell you why. Because it makes no sense, and I can only assume they're not gangsters and that they would not right. be this stupid. Now, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping that you're right. Now, Bosley – you said something now that opens up a whole new can of worms about a 10-day grace period. So hold on. A lot of people think their payments due at the end of the grace period. It is not. It is due on the first day of the grace period. And any time during that grace period, 
they can handle it the way the contract specifies. So I don't know what's going on, but I just have a feeling when I asked when your payment was due, I did not mean the end of the grace period. I meant when is the payment due at the earliest? Hold on. Tom Martino here, 303-713-TOM. 303-713-8255. So, Bosley's in a a really bad situation. His semi-truck was repossessed. Now, he claims he was never, he was not late at the time on any payment, nor had he a missing payment. He was simply talking about deferring a payment. But there's got to be more to it. There's got to be. I, I mean, I may not find out in this phone call, but we will find out. Now, Bosley, I need to ask a few questions, truly. When is yes, the payment due by contract? On the 30th. Now, is that after, now, after the 30th, do you get 10 days before late charges are charged? I believe so. But the, the, like I said, the thing is, I, I never... Would it, it would have chose that option because when he offered me, he said, look, how about I take you off of automatic withdrawal so I can give you time while we get this deferment uh, settled? And so not at that time, he should have said, hey, you know, in 10 days, if you go 10 days past, we, we have the option to come and. But Bosley, I would Bosley, have never have done that. Bosley, this is why I'm confused. According to you, you didn't do that. So uh, what are you? why do you keep talking about 10 days? They took this truck during a 10-day period or after a 10-day period. What is that 10-day period? Because you claim you never used a 10-day period. So you're, you're exactly. talking in circles. Exactly, yeah, you're talk- talking in circles. Please explain it to me. Okay, so I'm technically today, uh, on Friday when I did, it was 27 days late. But, that, but, but you told me, wait a minute, you told me the payment wasn't due until the 30th. How can you be 27 days late? Please help me understand that. Okay, on Friday, that was the 27th of the month. You said the payment was not due until the 30th. Which payment? October's payment, right? Right. Okay, right. No. when was September's payment due? Now, September's payment was, uh, was due... On September, it was due last month on the 30th. On August 30th. Okay, did you make September's payment on August 30th? Yes, I've made every payment up till up till now. Like, well, well, what's now? Every, making- but there are no payments. You said on August 30th, you made September's payment, right? Right. And then you were going to make October's payment, but they took your truck. Right. Then how can you be 27 days late? Bosley, I swear to God, if you don't make sense, I can't help you. I am trying to help you. Why did you say you're 27 days late if you made that September's payment in August? Okay, I'm looking at the dates. I guess I didn't have the dates right. So October. So technically I haven't made September's payment. And I was going to make September's payment on September 27th. Okay. So that's, now, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. Okay, Bosley. Bosley. I, 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 Bosley. Saying, no, don't be sorry. I'm happy that you told me this. Now we know what we're working with. But I have to be right. straight with you. 
the repossession was totally within their rights. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I know, I know that. I, so what I are you calling that, about? What do you need help with? What are you calling about? Because, uh, because for the deferment, I wasn't late. My last past month, but the only reason why yeah I you were late you were twenty seven days right. late right but I would have never strung him out if the guy told me he would give me time it would give me time and that's why I said I said so well I won't get a thirty day late and they said no so you're Wrong you're claiming hold on Bosley you're claiming somewhere in your conversation you were okay. told while they're working on the deferred payment you can just right. sit tight and not make your payment. Yes, and I told him, I said, uh, I said. Okay, who were you talking to? I don't to? get a 30-day late. Bosley. It was a gentleman who? named Eric. Now, will Eric because, say, will Eric say, I told him he could wait, and I'm shocked that we repoed the truck? Absolutely, absolutely. Get, get me his I, number, okay? I, I don't know, I don't, so here's the thing. Get me his number. I called, yep. Yeah. All right. Do you have so, his number? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. Why don't we call Eric and see if he'll back up your story? How much will it cost to get your truck back? Uh, they want like 6000 So, and So that, that's the, my, prop, my thing was is that he's the one that suggested for me to get an automatic withdrawal. Never, and then at that moment, that's what I'm saying, at that moment, when I wasn't late at all, right. I was on time. I know. He, that's when he said, it'll give you time uh, while we're getting this deferment taken care well, of. Well, Bosley, so it was bad. At that moment, I know. I know it was bad advice. And I'm saying, I, I don't know if that means anything. No, it doesn't. No, I, it doesn't. Because all over your contract, it says this can't be amended without writing it. Listen, Bosley, really, it's going to be almost impossible to make your argument that you were waiting on a deferred payment. So will they have That's you talked to what I was instructed to do? Yeah, but so you, it's a third party company. So you can't speak with any bank. And I call I what third, them. And then, the third party is the one that told you not to make your payment. Yes. OK. Yes. Your lender doesn't care about what they said. If the, your lender doesn't care, Bosley, it, here's the best you can do. I, and and you'll lose. You'll lose. But here's the best you can do. The best you right. can do is pay everything and get your truck back and then sue that other company for damages, but you'll lose. So it's, it's, it, it's stupid to even think about it. Right now, you've learned a terrible, terrible lesson. And, and, and I'm hoping you can muster up or get people to help you get your truck back. How much does that bill go up every day? Uh, I get, she just sent me an email and just told me what I owe. So, I mean, okay. I tried calling Eric, and I, I can't get a hold of Eric. Bosley, this third-party company is not taking responsibility for it. Here, I know. let me give you a suggestion. Honest to God, this is a really good suggestion. When you retell your story to someone to try to get help or to try to borrow whatever, 
don't even bother. Don't even bother saying you're not late. Just come out and say, listen carefully. I did not make September's payment because I was under the impression I was getting a deferment. Okay. And I waited a little too long. They told me, they led me to believe that I would be getting a deferment and I didn't have to make that payment. I did not make the payment because it took me most of the phone call just to find out that you really were late and you are. I mean, I know you didn't want to be. I know that you didn't have to be, but you are. And 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 no matter how you look at it, if I bought loan money to Mark and, and Dan tells Mark, hey, I know I'm supposed to collect the payment. Don't bother this month. I, they have no authority to do that without my approval. And no matter how unfair it seems, don't waste your time. Try to get your money together. Do you have anyone you can borrow money from? Uh, pretty much not. Do you have a credit card? Um, no, my credits, it's, I'm, like I said, I, I've been pretty much living. Bosley, Bosley, trucking is going crazy. Hold on. I don't even know why you're not making money to pay it. Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. Jen is, excuse me, a One Clear Choice Garage Doors. Remember that? OneClearChoiceDoors.com. Because somebody was asking about garage doors. Yes, they do doors and openers. OneClearChoiceDoors.com. And I consider them among the best. Now, okay, I I need to get to some people who are holding on. Uh, Now, uh, I'll go to uh, Detective... Snelling in a minute from Arvada Police because that was a bad situation that was reported. Whether it's true or not, I don't know that they question a kid without his parents present and without advising him of his rights and all that. But we all, there's always two sides to a story. Then we have Denver trial lawyers on a referral list, referralist.com, because I have a question for them. And again, I want to make this clear. Bad faith is an expression we use to go after insurance companies. It's called bad faith, meaning... They're not faithfully executing the terms of the contract. It's bad faith. It goes beyond just a disagreement and how much, but actually denying people rightful coverage. Now, of course, attorneys only get involved if they can get paid because, you know, uh, they take a portion of what's collected. Bad faith in, in commercial property, bad faith in homeowners can be profitable, can be worth going after. But bad faith with automobile, hardly anyone goes after. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Bad faith could exist with automobiles, um, I guess, uh, unless the statutes deny it. Now, um, Mr. Nemo, Michael Nemo, Denver trial lawyers, may I ask in general, do the statutes apply to bad faith with automobiles and uh, structures as well, or, or does it exclude automobiles? No, it applies to um, any claim that falls under a contract. And so your insurance policy that you have with your automobile insurance company is a contract. And under that contract, your insurer has a what's called a fiduciary duty to act in good faith on behalf of their insured because you're a paying customer. Fiduciary duty meaning a duty beyond a normal duty. Okay, so now let's talk about automobile, even though, as I said, you probably don't get an attorney to take this on contingency. Okay, so now let's talk about this. 
what I want to know is um, if if a company just flat out refuses coverage and you feel that you do have coverage, can you go after them in, in by yourself? If you let's say you can't get an attorney, can you get treble damages for an automobile uh, claim denied if you think it's egregious? Yes, you can. There's something called an unreasonable denial of your claim or an unreasonable delay. Even if they pay, but you believe that the claim should have been paid sooner, and you, you can prove that that's an unreasonable delay, you can get what are called uh, bad faith damages or trouble damages, as you explained it. Now, Michael, uh, under this circumstance, I'm going to ask you to take it at face value for, uh, for argument's sake. Let's say it's true. Uh, just for an example, in this case, the guy's stereo equipment, which is valued at most 1500 was stolen out of the car, now or out of the truck. What's really weird is the insurance agent went so far, the, excuse me, the uh, adjuster went so far as to call one of the places that installed it, Car Toys, and investigate this to a point where he said he believes the equipment was not operable at the time. They have no proof of that whatsoever. No proof. The, the tech said, I don't think it was working right. The owner says they installed one amp. He added two more amps. He had a big system in there. It was stolen. And they denied the entire claim, saying, well, we don't think it was operable. I, I, I mean, to me, that sounds just flat out wrong. Yeah, it sounds unreasonable to me as a lawyer looking at this. Um, you're right. It's difficult to take cases like this um, when there's not a lot of, uh, of damages involved. But yeah. um, it does sound like an unreasonable investigation on behalf of the insurance company. And they have a duty to, to act reasonable and in good faith on behalf of their insured who pays the premium. All right. So um, what would you do as a consumer if the company now, and you're not an attorney, if you were a consumer, but knowing what you know, what would you do if they said to you, well, we don't think it was working? I, I mean, they, they actually have no test data. They have no bench testing. They have nothing but so-called tech saying, yeah, it wasn't working right. What do you do? What would you do? So what I would do is I would try to get proof that it was working. And I would do that by um, having someone sign a written statement that they observed this stereo working properly and functioning properly and providing that to the insurance company along with a letter that says, here's the proof that it was working. What proof do you have that it wasn't? And the more evidence you have and the more proof you have and the more documentation you have, the better. Now, do you go for the cost of the item or do you treble it yourself? Do you go, it's a $1,500 stereo. Does he go $4,500 right away in small claims court? Or would he go for the original $1,500 and let the judge triple it? So if he was going to bring the claim himself in court, he could go to small claims court, but there is a limit of $7,500. Right. This would be 4500 Triple would be forty five. Would he sue for triple right up front, or would the judge triple it? Um, it would determine, well, it would come down to whether the judge believed that the conduct was in bad faith or there was an unreasonable delay or an unreasonable denial, and then it would be tripled. Okay, so I would sue for, this is the way I would do it. I would write 1500 and then ask the judge for triple damages on the basis that it was unreasonably withheld, and then submit it and let them worry about it. Uh, what That's do you th- exactly right. What do you think would happen? Just out of curiosity, um, I'm going to also ask um, 
Matt, who's in the studio, he stopped by. Matt Stanford's a, a public adjuster. Do you think, Michael, from your experience, would, would that insurance just pony up a check, or do you think they're they're bold enough to to go to court to defend this? Well, I would I would not think that they would want to go to war over fifteen hundred dollars. They're they're going to spend more money and more time than it's worth to do that. But there are insurance companies that, if they feel strongly in their position, will will continue to fight. All right. Michael Nemo, Denver trial lawyers. We talked about bad faith. Give, uh, and we talked about one that would not be apropos for a, a law firm. What would be apropos? Give me an example. Uh, an example would be someone who was uh, in a car accident and, and severely injured. And the, the person who hit them didn't have enough insurance. And therefore, they had to bring a claim against their own insurance company under what's called underinsured motorist coverage. And their own insurance company... Um, failed to properly investigate the severity of the injuries and therefore uh, denied paying the claim under the policy or delayed paying the claim because they didn't do an appropriate and reasonable investigation in determining the amount of damages. That is a case where a lawyer would get involved, represent the injured victim, and bring a claim against their own insurance company for um, a breach of fiduciary duty under Colorado statutory law and common faith law. That's uh, Denver Trial Lawyers, 303-571-5302, denvertriallawyers.com. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, 303-713-TALK. I want to go to David Snelling. I believe he's a detective and a PIO, public information officer for Arvada. Mr. Snelling, are you a detective, sir? Yes, sir, I am. Okay, thank you. Listen, we had a guy on who called and said his son was uh, given a ticket at home after an investigation. Uh, By the way, he was upset that the ticket wasn't given for weeks later. And and I'm saying you should be happy. That meant they really took it seriously and investigated rather than just willy-nilly writing a ticket. So that part doesn't bother me, the delayed ticket. But I guess he had, he kept stressing, my son signed a legal document at the door. And I guess it was just acknowledgement that he was served the ticket. And uh, first, before we go into the other part, um, how do you stand on that? Uh, our, Our attorney had no problem necessarily with the acknowledgement that the kid got a ticket, but um, what is it, what is the rule as far as minors and Arvada police signing for tickets? Well, first, uh, we'll back that up a little bit, and we'll say that it's upsetting that we have to take things to this level. No, sure. Have, no one wants to do eight, it. We have eight SROs in our schools, and yeah. we come in contact with hundreds of kids a day. Yeah. If we can handle something and intervene before it rises to this level... That's the best solution right there. Sure. Now, when it, when it comes to issuing a citation, uh, whenever that happens, uh, a juvenile can certainly sign and acknowledge that there's a court date and that they must get that information to their parent. Um, but also, um, our practice is to contact parents almost immediately when an SRO becomes involved with a student or the school contacts that SRO to have them do that. Okay. Now... What about this, the guy said, now I'm not sure if it happened, what happened. He said that the officer, you know, came inside or, or, or sat at the door, whatever he did, or stood at the door, and he questioned the boy about what happened without ever advising the kid of his rights. He says, and, and that, our attorney did say, our defense attorney did say, that's a no-no, and really he should have advised him of his rights if he's going to talk to him about the crime. Um, so did that happen to begin with, or did your officer say it didn't happen? 
I've I've looked at that report. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't say anything about asking him questions about that day or the incident. And he took no, no one, notes on that at all. It, it's yeah. I gave okay. the producer actually the the case number. And here's the thing: is yeah, is number one, if it's going to be a, an interrogation reference to a crime, we're going to have the parent there, and we're going to have the juvenile there, and there will be a reading of Miranda rights. Now, okay. If it's not a custodial interrogation, meaning that somebody's not detained, they're free to go, they're free to close the door, um, we can have, at certain levels, conversations about what occurred, um, particularly if probable cause has not been developed yet. Okay. In other words, if there's no crime yet and no charge yet, of course you can ask questions. Sure. We're just, we're, you know, we're looking to get to yeah. the bottom of things. And again, in a school environment, nothing happens in a vacuum. There's always dozens of witnesses, it seems like. And, you know, these, these school resource officers are running around um, trying to gather as much information as fast as they can because their number one mission is to, to ensure a safe learning environment in today's schools, which is a, a Herlikian task at, at best. So would you say then in this case, if, if an officer leaves a ticket, it's not appropriate to... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, to, to probe the, the suspects, so to speak, un, um, unless they're advised of their rights and there's an adult present. I think if you're going to be questioning them and there's a, a concern that there's a custodial issue okay. in that interrogation, uh, parents should be there um, is our practice and the... Uh, it's explained to the juvenile and the parent. Okay, good. And and you know, listen, I'm satisfied with that. The parent was upset and said it happened. I'm satisfied if you said it didn't, especially if there are no notes because they won't be used. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Help me if you can, I'm feeling Hello, bad. Tom Martino here. Delivering the longest-running radio show with the same host currently on the air, and we are all about helping. We talk about your life and things we need to do to help you. One of the things we always promote, public adjusting, meaning, you know, if you are told this is what we're paying for this claim, nine times out of ten, did you hear what I just said? Nine times out of ten, the insurance company will try to cheat you. I don't know why. It's just the way it is. Now, this goes for homes and cars. Here's the problem with, with homes and medical in homes. There could be a big enough spread where you get someone involved. You can pay a small commission and still come out way ahead. We've had cases for $800 in damages, according to the insurance company that turned out to be 80,000 with a public adjuster or routinely 50% more. In fact, Mark recently, I don't think we've sent any claims to an insurance adjuster without having them doubled recently. Easily. Easily doubled. And people say, well, how, how can that happen? I mean, I don't want to cheat the insurance company. Trust me. Just trust me. You're not cheating the insurance company. They're cheating you. There's a line item on their budget that is predicated on not paying 100% of the claims 100% of the time. 
all we do is get you what you have coming. Now, if you get to have it done cheaper and you get to have it done, uh, some of the allowances are for, you know, the site and different kinds of allowances and overhead and profit and all that. If you get to keep money, fine. You pay for the coverage, you should get it. Here's bottom line. It is a fact of life. Have you ever, Matt, as a public adjuster, Matt Stanford is with Paragon Services on my referral list at referrallist.com. Have you ever gone to a claim ever? And I'm serious. I, and if, it, if the answer is, you know, yes, that's fine. Where it's been completely fine and fair. Yeah. How about how much? Twice. In your entire career. I've done thousands and I can think of two. Where they actually, I couldn't find anything more. It was a brick. One of them was a brick house. You're not going to find much damage on brick. Uh, they bought the roof and the gutters and some windows, and I looked around and it's, they, they, good. They, they nailed it and good. overhead and profit. And you're not so. you're not looking for anything that they shouldn't be covered for. I wouldn't be around very long if I was. No, doing that. that's that's so unfair. I just want what's fair. Here's something else people don't know. I love roofers, a good roofer, but they're not allowed to negotiate uh, damages and price. Well, the insurance company is under no obligation to even speak to them. Well, they're not so, supposed to. Yeah. Now they can say this is what the roof needs for this. They can't say, we also think you should throw in this and this, or you're underpaying for this or underpaying for that. Not allowed. Those conversations don't happen. Now, no. that's where public adjusters come in. Now, on cars... Wait, wait, wait. If they see siding, that's damaged, so they're not even supposed to talk about the right. siding? They're not supposed to talk. Now, if they do siding, they can put it on their contract. Yeah, they can add that in. But they can't say, for example... Um, uh, hey, that shrubbery might be covered. Or... or or uh, we don't think you're paying us enough for this or that. They could say this is what we charge. They can't negotiate for the homeowner on a claim. Now, obviously, they can negotiate within their realm of what's needed. This needs flashing. This needs some roof jacks done. Uh, no, it doesn't. You know, but it, it's really a fine line. That goes with contractors. Contractors come out and tell people what damage they have, but they really can't like fight for certain coverages. If you're in doubt, here's the thing. You know, it's we have never found an example, not once, where it wasn't worth getting a public adjuster. I want to talk about using them for cars. I know it's not popular, and I know it doesn't happen, but what people can do because of that one car claim, it just rubbed me the wrong way. But I want to go to Sandra first. Sandra, what's going on now? What's happening with you, Sandra? Thank you for calling. How can we help you? Yes, hi. I have an employee that works for me. Yeah. And, um, she went and uh, put $4,300 down on a vehicle on September 25th, but she was not able to pick up the vehicle until this Saturday. When she picked up the vehicle on Saturday, um, the engine light went on. She called them immediately, and they told her to bring it in on Monday, so she brought it in yesterday, and they told her the Cadillac converter needed to be replaced, and she would have to pay for half of it. Well, she didn't have to pay for any of it if she never took... Now, hold on. There's a technicality here, and I know exactly... Mm -hmm. Mark was just ready to say something. You said she put $4,300 down but didn't pick up the car till the 25th of September. If the sale date was earlier than that, if the true sale, if she truly bought it, it's not their fault she didn't pick it up. And you have three days in Colorado to get your emissions done after the purchase. They're going to claim she purchased it a month ago. You're going to claim she just purchased it because she just picked it up. It's whatever the contract says. You said she put money down, but... It may right. have been the completion of the deal. If it was the completion of the deal, truly, then then uh, it's back then. If it's 
Uh, upon delivery, they execute it. For example, let's say they had her sign some more paperwork and take the car, and that's when it was finalized. She had three days. So what's going on is this. That catalytic converter would have been mm-hmm. caught, and they would have had to pay for it because you must sell a car with emissions intact or approved when you sell it. So did you see the contract? No, I didn't personally. I need to see it. I need to see it. It's going to be that original day, but that doesn't mean these guys, we can't put some pressure on these. That's right. Who is it? Who is it? It's uh, Boots Motors out of Longmont. Got him. Why is it Longmont? Why is it that Longmont is filled with sleaze buckets when it comes to cars? Why is it? And Greeley, too, but mostly Longmont. That little town of Longmont has more scumbag car dealers than anywhere I've ever seen per capita. Is it Booth or Boots? No, it's Booth. B-O-O-T-H. Booth. Okay. We can call them, but here's the deal. I have a phone number. I really want a good. What's the phone number? You know, they look better than most of these places. 303-772-8000. Yeah. Now, I just want to say something. You do understand, Sandra, if she completed the deal, when did she put the 4300 down? When? On the 25th. Of what? Which was Wednesday, uh, September. Oh, wait. And then she called him on that Saturday, which would have been oh, wait three a, days. Wait a minute. I thought you said she put money down a while ago. When, when exactly? No, 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 no. She put it down on the 25th. Right. Okay, so, and then when did she tell them about, the, when was the engine light on, the, right? W- then then that day, the 25th, was she given a three-day voucher? A three-day voucher for what? For the emissions. The emissions? Did you get a three-day voucher wait, for is, emissions? Is that an emissions yeah. area? Yeah. Oh, she, wait, she was given a three-day voucher for emissions on that day. Yes. Okay. Did you get it on the 25th or did you get it on Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Then no, if, but they told her they told her on that voucher though they gave it to her on when she signed the paperwork on the twenty fifth, but they told her it took effect when she picked up. the No, it doesn't. It takes effect Saturday. whatever the date on the voucher is. Doesn't matter what they told Cause her. She, yeah, because she didn't pick up the vehicle till Saturday. Because why? Well, because it didn't have insurance on it. Well, yet, that's so not her. That's insurance. not their so, fault. That so. expired on Saturday. She no longer had. She no longer had mm-hmm. the three-day voucher. It, it doesn't matter what they told her. If it's clearly written right. on there when it expires, it expires. I can't argue that you told her right. something differently. But but here's the deal. What was well, the car, by right. the way? What kind? What kind it's of car? A 2012, 2012 Dodge Ram 2500. Okay, listen. I'm not saying we can't talk to them. How much do they want her right. to pay when they say half? How much? About 500 and something dollars. Uh, that's that. That could be there. I mean, honestly, guys, it could be if it's a factory cat or something. Yeah. What What do you think it should cost? I don't think it's terrible. What are you talking for half? So they're saying about a thousand bucks. Uh, muffler shop does does the uh, generic ones for way less than that. How much? Three hundred dollars mm, total. Clint, I don't. Yeah, know I've had one done. Tr- I have well, never heard well, of a total saying, cat for three hundred. But that yeah, go ahead. But but they're saying it's two converters that are out on it. Two cats. What, is it a dual system? It doesn't matter. Even if it's not, it could have two in line just on one exhaust. I mean, that's not a big deal. Okay. Yeah, that I don't know. I need her name, though, so I can call her. Yeah, hold on, Sandra, and uh, let Daphne get some information off the air. Listen, people, when you sign a contract, 
That three days starts counting for the emissions. It's not a three-day right to rescind. Remember that. Now, Ernest called about Thrivology, and it really pissed me off because they signed him up for a $40,000 vitamin C infusion, $40,000 because he's suffering from cancer. In my opinion, they took terrible advantage of him. In fact, they cashed in a loan supposedly that he took out for 20 grand as part of that 40 and he was worried about it and we did talk to them we did get results hi tom martino here 303-713-talk 713-8255 okay so what did the dealer say? Sandra, you're... They sound like jerks. They sound like absolute jerks, jerks, They're not going to work with you, No, Sandra. Booth sucks. In my opinion, this Booth Motors absolutely sucks. Sucks, 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 sucks. Avoid them like the plague. Should we put them on the sleeves? People don't have to be rude for zero reason, but I would love listeners to call them up and ask them why they suck, because I would like to know yeah. the reason. These people, it's pretty clear she didn't drive that truck until the... Uh, or the car, whatever, until that day, um, and the light was on immediately. Did she bring it to their attention when the light was on immediately? Yes, she called them an hour after it happened because she was at AutoZone, and AutoZone's the one that told them the Cadillac converter's out, and then she related uh, to them, and they said, bring it in on Monday. Okay, but something that was just said, and this hopefully I'm right on this, AutoZone is not a repair shop. You need to bring it to someone on the referral list to make sure it's not just an O2 sensor or something else, but I, I'm assuming Booth Motors is going to do nothing because they suck, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and really, Sandra, it was... <laughs> Look, we don't like telling people this, but she did everything wrong. You know, she put the money down, didn't take advantage of it. Yeah, the but they don't have to be total jerks. No, I agree with they you. They know that vehicle just left there. They should do something, but they, they suck. Should. But I they're, would... they're at 303 772 I really would like someone to get an explanation of why they suck. Yeah. Okay, so listen. I think that... Um, you should take them up at least on that half thing, right? I mean, or why? I no. wouldn't. No? No, I would go get, no, you can probably someone get to it actually cheaper. look at it and see what's really wrong with it. Sandra, that's right. First, get an analysis from an honest shop, not them. Find out what it needs. You might be able to get off cheap, really. And then let's see if the half they quoted you is not whole. Because it sounds like it's the whole deal for me. Um, Ernest has an update. Ernest... Ernest has been diagnosed with cancer. He's a longtime listener. In fact, I recognized his voice. I said a prayer. Right. For, I, I, you're in my prayers, Ernest. I wanted to say that this cancer thing has got you in a tizzy. You went on and, and, and talked to this clinic that claimed they could help you. Didn't they even claim, according to you, that they could cure it? Did they say they could cure your cancer, Ernest? Well, they said that uh, he, he thought he could, yeah. And so you signed a contract for forty grand. You put $20,000 down in a check, and then they right. took out a loan. Uh, you don't remember, nor can we find any loan papers that you signed. But they said right. they said you had a loan out, and they didn't they say they've already been paid on the loan? What he said was, what the, the girl said, her name's uh, uh, Danielle. I got a hold of her. Yeah. Uh, and she said that uh, 
she would go ahead and put it in writing what she told me yesterday. She said the contract had been canceled. Oh, uh, no, no. I'm not, I, I know now it has. I'm talking about before you called us, Ernest. They said oh, yeah, that you yeah, had a loan. Right. They said you had a loan for twenty grand, and that the right. the lender was calling you trying to get you to pay. Right. They said I was behind. I was late. Yeah, but where where, where did the money get dispersed? To Thriveology. And Thriveology right. did nothing for you except flap their lips. But I, I'm going to say some good things now. At least they came through and canceled right. everything. So you don't have to worry about that loan, Ernest. And they canceled uh, it the day Tom, after. You're, you're yeah, I know. Saver, buddy. The day after the show, you they canceled it. Well, uh, now, let's talk about real life saving. What are you going to do, Ernest, right now? Do you have any uh, treatment plan in mind? Well, I'm doing some alternative stuff. Okay. Uh, it's called uh, a process that we're using uh, uh, cement. cement uh, I can't even say it. I'm so excited. But anyway, uh, uh, now, I've Ernest, been doing that about two weeks now, and it seems to be working some, somewhat. Do you have an oncologist that you're working with, too, though? Uh, well, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to go to the VA try to get testing done that won't allow won't uh, depend that I get put under. Okay. Uh, I had a bad experience with that uh, process that I went through on the surgery back in uh, March. Yeah, you said it, you had a tough time coming out of it, huh? Right, and they I even had to go on oxygen for the whole time, and my memory is shot. Wow. Well, Ernest, oh, um, but I, I've been feeling pretty good because I've taken this cesium chloride. And where did you find out about that? What's the name of the place you're going to now? I'm not going to any place. I got a got appointment to go to the VA. Okay. But what's the name yeah, of the clinic with this that gave you this something? Run the test. Uh, there's tests that they can do, supposedly, yeah. that don't require you to be t put under. Right. That, Ernest, what's the time. name of the clinic you're going to now with this oxide stuff or something you're getting? The chloride. I'm not going to any clinic. Uh, but they have a they have an online thing, and this this guy, he's an adv he's like an advisor. He's a coach, and he's telling me how to the amount to take and how, how to much do it does it how much does it cost Ernest? i can call him how much does this it, online stuff cost it costs like a hundred and uh, i think it's 120 dollars for uh three months supply okay so Ernest, just i just implore you to always get you know other opinions as well i feel so bad for Ernest because listen he's got a scary Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Diagnosis, so he goes looking for alternatives. He didn't like the conventional treatment. <sighs> okay, Ernest. Tom, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Lending USA, uh, Chris Simon, the customer relations. He was amazing. He's, he's the one who did the loan for this. Um, he's the one that I got in contact with, the media relations, and he is following through on all of this. Good. The other thing is, uh, Ernest is connected with Barb Shue, who Good. is on our referral list, and I feel safe that they're connected. Tell Barb, I, I still, I don't want him to abandon all treatment just for this stuff online. Listen, I'm not saying it's not working. I hope to God it does work. I really do. 
Really, Ernest, I really do. Rick, welcome to the show. What's going on, Rick? Hey, I, uh, Tom, I know, you know, you and your ex, I think, had this uh, granite marble. Or yeah, we have um, We have a lot of, uh, yeah, we have a great expert, Art of Granite, uh, that he does marble as well. Uh, what's going on? Well, I, I just need to know something. Uh, does, does this ever, does this stuff ever deteriorate? Such as like it's a 59 by 32 round oval top for a, uh, sits on top of a wood for like a tabletop. Granite and, and marble, granite it. and marble and all natural stone, it does not deteriorate. It It is now in nature, it's subject to rain and um, it's subject to erosion. It's also subject to freeze-thaw cycles if you put it outside and that would age it. But if it's inside in a controlled environment and it's sealed, you're, you you know, it doesn't weaken over time. Why? What? Why, why would you ask that? Well, because this guy's had it for a while, and it cracked uh, in several places. Um, okay, that's it. because um, that's because it is not. It was probably filled not properly. You see, a lot of stone is filled with material to make it look flawless. And after you have okay. it a while, after you have it a while, that stuff does not last as long as the stone. How long did he have it? Well, it's called the White, Car- uh, White Carrera. But how long did he have uh, it? Um, it's his mother-in-law. She's had it for a while. About how long? And she's gone now. Mm, I, I would have to say at least 30-plus years, I guess. Oh, yeah. Now, it's possible... That water got into it years ago. It could be almost anything. And microorganisms can grow and weaken it. But the marble itself, the granite itself, will not weaken. I mean, it's, it's, it's just permanent. But there are things that can weaken it if they're cracked. But I want to tell you something else. There is something, there is something called insincere stone. And we'll talk about it coming up. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. I guess I was wrong. Mark found something um, about granite that after 4.2 billion years, there's a tendency to break down. What is it called inside it there? In your face. Okay, 4.2 billion. So, Rick, uh, but listen. You better go correct yourself. Here's something funny. Longtime listeners might recall this. Insincere stone. Uh, It's true, by the way, in the granite business. you got to be careful. Um, Sincere means without wax. Sincere, actually. Sincere, without wax. And it's a funny story. Uh, During the Renaissance and the revival of art, they would sell statues. Uh And they were sculpting them so quickly out of marble that they would have cracks in them because they were doing them so quickly. So they would fill those cracks with wax. People would take... The uh, people would take the statues home, and in time, the wax would melt out, and they'd look like hell. So really good sculptors would advertise sincere, meaning without wax. That's where sincere comes from. So insincere stone, insincere stone in today's uh, market means, and they really do this, they'll take granite or marble, and they'll make fi- and they put fillers in it where they have screwed up or where it's unnatural, uh, or excuse me, where it's naturally ugly, and they make the surface look perfect, and truly, those fillers will not last as long as the stone, and you could end up with problems. But I doubt it's a big deal for you guys. But anyway, Rick, 
Uh, the short story is most stone, if it's sincere, will not break down. Um, Mar- Marcia or Marsha, which one is it? Is it Marsha? Hi, it's Marsha, yes. What's happening, Marsha? Um, I wanted to get some concrete done. It's, yeah. Um, let me look here. 706 square foot. Okay. Eight, 12 yards of concrete is what I've been told. It's to put a front, front concrete patio and a new sidewalk four feet wide. Yeah. We want it colored and stamped, uh, gray with like a black splash, you know, to match my house's gray siding with black trim. Yeah. We had maybe five different people come out and go with, give us, you know, yeah. and a couple Senna's bits. Uh-oh, you didn't pay someone for a bad job, did you? Yes, I mean, and he's in halfway, not even halfway. Oh, $4, no. $4,250. They cashed it yesterday. Now, wait a minute. Was that the deposit up front? Deposit up front. Half Why did job. you pay that much? He said that to start it, and we asked, and this is my fault, I asked for a contract. He showed oh, up. no. No contract in hand. The second day, he came the first day with two workers. They spent maybe seven hours working, busting the old cement. The second day, they worked maybe six hours. Sunday, uh, one guy was in the driveway in the truck for a little what, bit. Well, at least they didn't do nothing. What, what stage what are they, they in right now? What we asked for. Um, my friend is putting in a melt system because my future, I may be in a wheelchair. I have some medical issues. What, what, so right pilot. now, what stage are they in right now? Right now, they've dug it out. There's an area that we said we wanted it ground level. We said it from the beginning at both ends of the deck. We want it to go to ground level, and it's not a very big area. But he wanted to do it higher, and we don't want it higher. It's not really supposed to be a ground level. level. That's why. I mean, I know. It's not proper to put concrete, the grade, on on ground level usually. But hold on. I need to ask a few questions. Was this 4250 half down or so it. it's going to be an $8,500 job, and yes. and you don't have a contract. Is that right? No, he showed up the second day. He said his wife was putting it, it together. That's a yes or no. Do you have a contract right now? Invoice. He brought me an invoice. And at the second day, he said, well, I didn't know you wanted gray color. I said, yes, we want. He says, concrete is gray. I said, I don't want regular gray concrete. I understand. He I understand. said that he didn't understand what we wanted. What are you, what are you upset about now? If, if they are proceeding, so what are you upset about? Well, right now, he said, well, I don't know how much more it's going to cost for adding the color. So I checked him on prices, so he said it would be 220 more, which is fine. He said he would split that. But now on the east end of the home, we want it ground level like it's going to be where the driveway, where you come off the deck, you go down a step, and then you go out our gate. We want the same thing on the other side. Um, and he says now he needs to charge us more because now he has to hire another guy to dig it out. I was told it kind of seemed laziness, just not wanting to do the work to dig it out. Let's check it out for you. Hold on. Really? I want to check it out for you. I, I, this is sounding like he may, he, you might be upset. Maybe we can get it done. Can you call him? Deputy? Okay. Let, let's call ANC Concrete. Let's just call him. Marsha, just hold on. It doesn't sound nearly as bad as usual. Val called Booth Motors at 303-772-8000. Val. What did they say, yeah. Val? Yeah, right after Mark got done saying that they sucked, I called him and yeah. asked him, hey, so what's with this 2012 Dodge that you can't get the catalog converted? I love and our listeners. Me, and what did they say? He tells me as we speak that it is in their shop and they're repaired. Really? So is that... I, if it is, I'll give them some applause. Let's call them back. That's awesome. That If that's true... That's great. Did you think the caller would have left that out? No. Hey, Matt. So 
I know public adjusting is usually, and you have Paragon adjusting or Paragon uh, services. You guys usually do homes. Obviously, you get a commission. But, but I want to know this. Why hasn't it ever gone into cars? Because it's a pain and it's not yeah, enough money. That's number one. Number yeah. two is typically the mechanics are dealing with this one-on-one with the insurance. Or the auto body. Um, right. So it's just, it, it's. I would just be another person, you know. Now, what do you company. think, though, in a case where a company says, we're not paying for that stolen stereo equipment because we were told it wasn't working at the time. Okay, you think like a public adjuster. What would you do if it was you? Get a, uh, like we were talking about earlier, have one of the technicians then install things like that. Or or somebody who worked on it. Draft a letter. Saying it was fine. Right. And then beyond that, have a, a lawyer draft a letter. Don't they have to have more than hearsay to say something's not working? It's just about pushing, just push back on them. That's all you're really trying to do. If you think you sued them in small claims court as a, as a consumer... What is your experience? Do you think they would fight it? If you said, look, this is a $1,500 item. It's bad faith. I want $4,500. Here's my evidence that it was working. I have the receipts. It was new stuff. Don't they have to go more than just say, well, we think it wasn't working based on our conversation? I think for that small amount of money, they would probably, if you did your homework and presented the evidence, they, I mean, again, it's probably a coin toss, but. That's who, what I would do. Who has the burden of proof? Forget about that car deal, but like on a roof, if you come out and say, hey, there's damage, and they say there isn't, where does the burden of proof lie? You know what? That that happens a lot. There, there'll be a neighborhood all hit. One guy's told, you don't have damage. How? Do, what? Where do you go as a public adjuster? Because it's not like you're arguing the amount of damage. They're saying there's no damage. We'll talk about it coming right up. Hi, I'm Tom Martino. Let's talk. We were asking when there's no damage or damage to a roof, how do you prove it? But I need to go to Sandra first. She got a call from Booth Motors. Here's what happened. This woman mistakenly put a deposit on a car, closed the deal, but did not pick up the car. Mistakenly, I say, her friend did that. And as a result, they did not, uh, they did not take advantage of the three-day grace period to get, a, um, to get an emissions. Now, she picked it up on Saturday, and the engine light went on almost immediately. So we thought Booth should at least do something, right? And, and Mark said they were very rude when he called, and some of our listeners called. Sandra, you just got a call. What happened? Yes. Um, so, of course, calling, saying, why did we call you guys? And, um, but anyway, he's saying that they're going to talk to their GM and try to get it fixed for free. That would be wonderful if they do. Honest to goodness, that would be wonderful. And I'm hoping yeah, that the it's, person it's reasonable. Marked, I'm hoping the person Mark Mark talked to had no authority and was probably some you no, know no, some nobody's low, here is no one you can yeah talk maybe to. somebody on, lower on the totem pole. So let's find out what management does, Sandra, and we'll stay in touch. It does pay to listen, honest to God, and to help. Uh, we do help. Now, listen. Follow up though, because I mean, we don't know if they're going to do anything or not. Let us know. Yes, please. Now, um, Mike's got a comment on that stolen audio equipment in the car. What is your comment, Mike, where the insurance company said it wasn't working properly? What's your comment? Well, my comment is, if it's new equipment, he could be in, he be, he could be in the process of installing it. Who gives a rat's behind? Yeah. You know, it's, it's new equipment. It was there. It doesn't matter if it's operable or not. It, I, it, I agree. 
And our public well, adjuster agrees, Mike. You yeah, bring up a good okay. point, and then that's what we're going to do. We're going to fight for this guy. Now, hold on now. Um, Matt, what do you do if they say there's no damage and you feel there's roof damage? What do you do? No, I start with a uh, – there's a website, Stormer site, I think it is, and that gives you address-specific data. Um, literally, you type in the address, you pay, I don't know, 15 30 And bucks. really, it doesn't the law even say that a licensed contractor, if they give you a, a bid for damage, that they have to acknowledge it? Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing, too, is like we were talking, if a whole neighborhood got hit and they're trying to deny one house on Elm Street, it's not reasonable to think a storm missed that one have house. Have you won those cases? Uh, most of the time, yeah. And that's Paragon Services, man. They're on our referral list, paragonservices.com. And they work in the Denver metro area, too, 719 726 0020. I can't, I cannot begin to tell you how many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars he's gotten for consumers. Steven, you have an update. Yes. What happened? Yesterday, something was installed. Give us the update. Yes. Uh, the, the, uh, I want to thank George for sending the technician oh, out. Oh, yes, morning. that's right. Now I remember you bought a faucet. You didn't know who to call to get it installed. You didn't have the money to just keep playing service charge after service charge. You didn't know if you'd have enough to get it installed. And I asked George at Fix It 24-7 to go out, have somebody go out there. He said he would gladly do it. What happened? Oh, perfect. He uh, sent somebody out. They sent somebody out this morning, and they put installed the, uh, the faucet set, but the cutoff valves were not... Uh, they wouldn't fit. So, and the and the uh, the, uh, the the little uh, extension, you know the. So what the did line. they do? What did they do? Oh, he he got um, he had to go back to Home Depot and uh, uh, get the right cutoff valves, and I just pay, gave him some cash, extra money that I had for that. So he paid out of his pocket for that. <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you for letting me know. You got your faucet installed. You found someone you could trust. And um, we're happy to help. Well, it's not just that. You found some more problems. With, uh, he gave me some estimates. So next month, I now tell me what problems they found. Oh, uh, the uh, new uh, uh, faucets that are for the washing machine in, in the laundry room that we put in are not code. So, but they'll work for the time being. So next month, uh, well, you. You listen, if, if they're working, I wouldn't worry too much about code unless there's a, a danger of failing. By the way, you know, I mean, you know, licensed plumbers, they want to make sure things are perfect. Um, if it's not to code, the really important question to ask is, will they suffice or are they going to fail or or why wouldn't they be to code? And again, I want to thank them for not charging you a call charge to go out there and to give you an estimate. And you had them do it. Um just as I said, I'm not saying you shouldn't have things to code, but I'm saying code in and of itself is not a determining factor to me. Now, Matthew, Paragon Services, talking about code, if something was not up to code, can you fight for code upgrade, but only if it's part of the policy or what? It's got to be in the policy. Most homeowners policies have code upgrade and it's capped. But if it's not in the policy... Nothing I can do. So they have to pay an upcharge probably to get it done. Yeah, and we've had people just say, I don't want to bring it up to code, you know, honestly. But haven't you found contractors because you recover enough money elsewhere that if they get the job, they're willing to do some extra stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. and of course, Matt knows these guys because he works with them all the time. And again, you can find them on our referral list at referralist.com. All right, so when it comes to that concrete, uh, Deputy Clint, you're working with them. 
Okay, and we're going to try to get that done for the woman. We're out of time. Don't forget, ReferralList.com. We'll be back here tomorrow. Save all your problems for me. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.